We don't own that. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tony, welcome back. All right. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Tony is back from the Super Bowl. Hey, yes, man, indeed, listen, baby. that looked like a great time. Um, pretty, good game, pretty good game. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams for for taking the Super Bowl. It was this 56? Um, hey, listen, Joe Burrow. Hey, man, we're sorry about that offensive line, bro. That was crazy. Uh, ties the record for Roger Staubach for sacks. Or, no, he broke it. Was it eight sacks? No, I think he tied it. Oh, oh, oh I thought you meant for a season, single season. No, 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 I'm talking about for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl eight, game. Eight, he broke eight, it because he got sacked eight, eight times. And the record was Roger Staubach. I think that was, what, Super Bowl ten, Tony? Seven sacks? But, see, that shows a thing. It, it was like four other teams, though. Yeah, yeah, that also did that. Yeah, um, I like the Super Bowl, but Tony, you were on the ground, man. That's the Super Bowl in L.A. Tell me about the production of the Super Bowl in terms of the whole thing, the whole city, when you land, everything. Tell me about it. Well, when you when you get there, it was such an excitement because, like we said on the TD report back in August, when I played Lee Moses. California dreaming. I said at the end, when it's over, the Rams would be champs at home. And I felt it. The Rams really got lucky because the matchup was perfect for them. Any team that they can beat in the AFC was Cincinnati. Now, I will say, Cincinnati to me is a better team long term. That team is solid. They don't get the credit. Don't they are well coached. They don't really beat themselves. They do everything very well. They don't do nothing great. They do everything very well. Least penalized team in the league, by the way. What did I say that was going to beat them? I said the interior O-line was going to cost them that Super Bowl. And what was the biggest play that was made in that Super Bowl? That was Donald's fourth and one was the interior offensive line. Because third and one, yeah, third, yeah. How do you not double team that guy with a max protect scheme with a running back back there looking for him? I don't understand how. Well, I would say this. Uh, And Collinsworth, Collinsworth touched on it. Once they figured out exactly what the once the Rams figured out exactly what the line calls were in that first half, the center was helping on Donald. So he was literally turning his body on every play. So what they did was they would bring the rush in behind. When that center would turn to help, that's when they were coming. They were coming from that side. They so fill the gap. Mm-hmm. Fill in that gap. So when the center was going, they forced the Bengals to go back one on one. So now the center is just looking at his guy, right? That gives Aaron Donald his one on one, and that's trouble with a capital T. It- Aaron Donald was he was so good that he was so good. He is an interior lineman and he has what 99 sacks or yeah. something. That's ridiculous. He's a tackle. Yeah, that's, He's not an end. Yeah, that's, He's yeah, not that's an really, end. That's that's really that's difficult. Very but, difficult to hey, do. Fellas, the, the city, the city of Los Angeles gets credit. Because between all the events being so spaced out, 
so many superstars. You saw I was on there with my man from Snowfall. Yeah. I'm gonna get him on the show one day. Between all the stuff, so spaced out, we were we were everywhere, man, and they did a hell of a job of production. And then for the halftime show, normally Cody can tell you with music in a big building, music people don't like big buildings because of the acoustics. Whatever they did in LA with that sound system and the way they built that place, that thing sounded just like if you were blasting it in your car. Wow. I could not believe the acoustics were that were that good in, in SoFi. That is a beautiful stadium. They it looked great on listen, TV, man. Tony. It looked great it on fit, TV. It fell right for them, for the city. Um, I, You hear they talking about having a triple parade. <laughs> because they, for the Lakers, the Dodgers, and the Rams, because they couldn't have them because of COVID. So well, the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers could use a parade. <laughs> the way they play it this year, yeah, but they they didn't have a parade, and they right, they should have a triple parade when when the when it's good enough. But let me tell you something, folks, in California, do not go visit California if you're not vaccinated, because you're going to starve on the street like a bum. You can't get anything <laughs> without your damn vaccine card. <laughs> Why you gotta go after folks like they that? For everything. Man. They really were. They were asking for it. They asked for it. Dog. They say, show me your papers. Yep. Let me or you ain't coming papers, in. Dave. Or you ain't coming in, home team. Look, Dave done froze on us. What's wrong with Dave? Dave, you freezing on us. <laughs> your, your internet freezing, Dave. You might want to go to your plan. Yeah, see, I'd use my plan. I don't use my uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Dave froze on us. But man, hey, I'm telling you, Dave, Cody, we don't do the same that, thing. I'm gonna pull you out and jump back in. That that joint was unbelievable, Cody. It's an unbelievable experience if you never went to Super Bowl. We're going in Arizona next year. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, gonna yeah. go. We're gonna we're gonna get out there, um, and just so you can see the festivities. I mean, it's yeah, nah, second yeah. to none. Yeah, There's yeah. no event like the Super Bowl. You can have the World Series, you can have the Final Four, you can have the World Cup. Super Bowl production, there's nothing like it, dude. It's it's I mean, it, the show of all time. Yeah, it, 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 it is. And you know how much was spent that day on gambling in the United States? It was probably something crazy. How much? Billion. I can't. You're cutting out. Eight hundred billion. Eight billion. Eight billion. That's insane. That yeah. So that many people. That's how much they said was gambling all around the thing. He said, "What happened? Hit him and tell him to come know, back in." Out. Yeah, join back in. It, it, you, I, it, tell him to get off his local Wi-Fi and just go through his plan. Yeah, because I I just use my plan. I don't use the Wi-Fi on it. Yeah, but Cody, I'm telling you, man, that you saw 50 Cent had a party at our hotel. Um, he had a party at our hotel uh, right afterwards. Kanye was staying in our, our hotel. And yeah, man, we were at the, we were at the Intercontinental uh, downtown. Right, right, right. Downtown LA. That's a nice ass downtown hotel. Downtown LA. 
Oh, it was beautiful. 75 floors. Yep. Uh, it was beautiful, dude. The lobby was on the 70th floor. And the players' lounge was on the seventy second floor. Oh, so we we okay. were they had the hotel. I got you. The players' lounge was in the hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the alumni players' lounge. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we man, it was that part of it. The tailgate, all that stuff was great, man. All that stuff was great, and right. you know, just the experience. So I don't of being out there. You, gotta, you need to. You need to break down this story because out of anybody I know, you'd be the only one to be able to talk your damn way into the Super Bowl without a ticket. So how in the hell did you make that happen? Well, man, when you, you get through the checkpoints, um, you just talk to the people. And I just was already into the tailgate and – when I got to the tailgate, I found somebody who was by themselves and they went to check their ticket in. They checked their ticket and they scanned back. And then I said, I'm just with them. All they could have said was, no, I need to see your ticket. You got to leave. They was like, okay. And I walked right on in. Is that easy? Is that easy? What? Just I'm with them. All right, yeah. go ahead. You gotta have, hey, you gotta have massive balls, and I do because you know what? If you and you gotta no, catch, you gotta fine. catch the perfect security guard who's clearly a dumbass. What? No, here's the problem. That person has probably let in four or five thousand people. Nobody goes to a game by themselves. So if the person in front of me was single, they really showed a ticket. Tech, yeah, technology saved me because if you had to have paper, if you had to Sorry have paper that. tickets, Y'all if you had to have paper tickets, I would have never got in because they would have had to tear the ticket. So by not having paper tickets, when the person in front of me said, Everything "Hey, this scannable. is my ticket," and then they scanned it, and then I said, "Oh, I'm with them," and they're tired. They've got 70-something thousand people in. So when they showed the um, attendance, I said, the attendance is wrong. It needs to be one more person. Hey, yeah, you funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jason, great. I'm clowning. That's oh, great. That's <laughs> great. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. So before I got before I got cut off, sorry for the technical difficulties. We're good. Um, We're good. Uh, when we were watching on television, those of us at home, the production value was great. Now, some of the stuff didn't really work. You know, I like the John Madden family presentation or, you know, giving them his recognition. Uh, the Rock coming out, I don't know about that. That was a little corny. That, nah, that was kind of corny. I like you like that? They, ate it. I like they the ate it up in L.A. They oh, man. Come oh, on, yeah. man. I they thought it was corny. But, I mean, listen, I love The Rock. But you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the they rock. Ate it up. They liked it. They That's good, up. man. They ate it up in LA. So, listen, man. Everything about that production yeah. was so great, and just studying what the NFL did. You, we, we listen. We talk bad about the NFL when we need to, and rightfully so. But you got to give them credit when when they do something right. 
The and NFL well, did that yeah. right. The NFL is a big, this, this is the, you know, the, the Super Bowl is the NFL's big trade show, right? Yeah. It's one of their biggest money makers. That's where other deals get done. Like if they're going to do anything right, they're going to do we that. Saw, we saw Russell Wilson sitting next to Roger Goodell. You know, uh, Russell Wilson did uh, handed out the award for the NFL's uh, Walter Payton Award that was given out to the LA Rams, Andre, uh, was it uh, Whitworth? I'm hoping it'll be sitting next to Tyler Haneke here. So what I thought was interesting was him and Goodell sitting next to each other. You know what? The, the first thing that came to my mind was Russell was probably saying, so is Dan Snyder going to be the owner of the Washington football team when they try to sign me? So Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, was uh, had Redskins Twitter, you know, Commander's Twitter all up in arms because he said that there is a rift and that it, that the sentiment in the NFL owners is that it might be time for Daniel Snyder to move on. They need a three quarters. They need three quarters of the owners to remove an owner to vote him out. Twenty four votes. They need twenty four votes. OK, I can guarantee you this. Uh, hey, what's up, DK? Hey, hey, uh, I can guarantee you this. Uh, I DK, I missed the tailgate, bro. I'm um, I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Listen, guys, Daniel Snyder is more embattled now than I ever thought he would ever get. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's got everybody coming at him. Congress is coming at him. Now, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser has said, hey, we'd love to get the Redskins. We'd love to get the, the, you know, the football team back into the city. But we need to get rid of this Dan Snyder thing straightened out. We want the report. We want the we you know we you know we want the Wilkinson report out. So now, if you're Dan Snyder, you're looking for places to put this football team. Okay, you want to get a deal so you can get your stadium and get shovels in the ground, and you can't get it right now. If DC decides, hey, we're going to have a stadium here for the for the team to come back into the city, I don't care what Virginia or Maryland puts on the table. OK, if that stadium that they put together is viable, the location, if it's viable, they'll be back in D.C. Absolutely. It's the only I'm sorry. It's the only place for them. It, it, it just is. It just wouldn't seem right for them to be somewhere all the way down 95 in Prince William County. Nothing against Prince William County, but they don't deserve to have a football team down there. That's just my. Take. OK, so so let me so let me give you something. Can go with all that nostalgic BS money talks. If MGM say we want this stadium next to us, MGM got is a global billionaire. That's the prime location. Anything over DC, they put it right next to National Harbor. That's it. National, it's DC, the, Maryland, and Virginia. It's it right should have been. What well, it, it should have been there by now. The name, the scandal, all that stuff is costing them so much right now. Yeah. Costing them too much. So they might have to remove my man. And the owners and the other owners know this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The other owners know this. Now, uh, the other sports shows have been talking about this all week, about how You've got the Super Bowl going down, and Mike Florio brings up this Reds, this Washington Commanders news, which I was shocked that it happened. 
And then once he said it, I looked on my social media and bam, it was rolling. It was rolling. It's still rolling. So when I that was what I thought the moment I saw Russell Wilson was I said, man, what if they could get Russell Wilson here to D? What if they could get Russell Wilson here? DK says, but they can't. MGM has no yes, room for they park. Do. Yes, they do. Oxen Hill park. Yeah. Oxen yep. Hill Farm has a, a place for the stadium. It's mm-hmm. like 300 acres. They yep. have yep. a place right on the water in Oxen right Hill there. Park, which you can walk right through a trail, walk right to where the MGM is. It's, you're saying it's on the other side of the Gaylord. It's on the other side of the Gaylord. It's on the other side of the Gaylord Hotel. Yep. You just pull up. Google Oxen Hill Farm. That area right there, they've already mapped it out. It's plenty of big enough. And yeah. remember, to get the Super Bowl, you have to have a certain amount of hotels within walking distance of the Super Bowl. Correct. That's right. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, MGM. Yeah. And but guess what? The NFL ain't turning down MGM. No, they they MGM would love to have. And that's that's what all that's what all these teams are doing too. They're starting to look for these sports books and casinos to partner with because that's where the money is at. Sports betting, it's all in a thing. So you partner with them to where you bring that influx of people in every week because of your football games into this casino where they can make money. You're getting best of both worlds here. So that's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to partner with in those fields. I mean, you got Las Vegas Stadium right now. I mean, shit, the Horseshoe is right next to Baltimore Ravens Stadium. It's I mean, not far. I mean, it, it, you, it's really right there. It's like three, not even three blocks. It's right there. I mean, there's plenty of stadiums that have field. these casinos that are right there with them now because they're starting to that, – that they want to partner with these sports books. The Nationals and BetMGM have a uh, betting parlor right there at, at Nationals Park. Yeah. yeah. Right there in the building. It's – I mean – it, it's perfect. It's it's literally like something off the movie Casino. Yeah. Where he said all the things that used to be illegal, we just brought it inside the casino. You know, <laughs> we just brought the better we just brought the betters inside the casino. I mean, this whole thing is I'll tell you another area that's got a great setup. Uh Philadelphia. You can see they got it perfect. basketball, baseball, yeah, football, and football and football. Cody within a five minute walk. To each one. Uh, DK, why can't they put it down no. in Southwest? They've already wasted it in Southwest when they put the when they put the soccer stadium there. That's yeah. where the stadium should have been. Well, they could put it. They could put it on that in that strip of land uh, where the National Defense University is. Yeah, there's there's more land back there where Audi Field is. But I get what you're saying, you know. But Audi Field is nice, Tony. That's if they could put the Nationals down there, the Wait, United the and, get, and get the Washington football team down there, the Commanders. The and if we could get a new owner, and if we could get a new owner and change that name to something that makes some freaking sense, you know, if we get a new owner, if the Washington we'll franchise the gets a new owner, they've got to change that name. They They're cannot keep it as Commanders. Yeah, not an it's NFL team cannot change. An NFL team can change its name once every five years. That's the rule. We're gonna have to live with Commanders for at least five years. <laughs> not it, it's 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 the dumbest name I've ever heard. It's dumb. But let's talk about some good news. 
everyone got a good look at Russell Wilson out there on the field. He's looking a little tan, got a few weeks off, looks very rested. Um, let's talk about some quarterbacks, okay? I got to go down the list here. I'm making my list and checking it twice, right? Hold up. Let me put my list up. So, to- Cody, talk to me about Derek Carr. You've got some news. Yeah, Derek Carr. He's Derek Carr's not going anywhere. I know a lot of people thought that he might be coming to Washington, but he stayed in Vegas. Um, they, they're thinking probably right in that forty million a year range, which I think is quite absurd of a number. <sighs> I was right in that thirty-five, maybe a little, just. It's the market is just crazy right now. After what Derek Carr's brother went through when he played in the league, his little his baby bro deserves this, man. Yeah, $40 million a year is, I think, a lot for Derek Carr, though. $40 million is a lot for any quarterback, as far as I'm concerned. It's killing these salary caps, man. It, it's it, it's constricting. They're increasing, though. I mean, I feel like it's the market is just mm-hmm. you okay. need a quarterback to win. Yeah. All right. Cody, can you tell me what the hell is going on with Kyler Murray? What's up his butt? What's wrong with this kid? I'm on Kyler Murray's side here, guys. I'm not. What? I, I think. I oh, Dallas wouldn't like that. I think there's some truth we're not we're not getting. And the reason why I say that is it just things don't add up. Like so he deletes all this stuff off his Instagram, which <laughs> I don't think is that big of a deal anyway. And then the team just straight up throws him under the bus completely, saying he lacks leadership, all this other stuff that they're coming out with, which is weird to me that a team would throw them under and then now Kyle is trying to save face by having this respect of, you know, note and announcement that he comes out with trying to say that he's dedicated to this and always has been. And I just think there's some truth that we're not getting. I think there's something more behind the scenes and behind the curtain that's going on. That's not getting out here because it's just mm-hmm. not, enough. it doesn't make any sense. I don't see why a team would one throw their franchise quarterback under the bus like that to the media um, unless they plan on getting rid of him. Like I don't, I don't see why you would do that. You back him up. What is, back it, it, I thought he and Cliff Kingsbury were simpatico. I thought they got along. I thought so too. And the crazy thing is, they both share an agent. So it's like, what? How? I, I don't know. It's it's okay. weird. I think there's something going on, and we don't have it quite yet. And it's gonna a matter of time. It's gonna be just a matter of time before it breaks. But uh, hey, I'd welcome Kyler over here in Washington any day of the week. So, and give Kyler Murray and the Cardinals look like Kyler Murray and the Cardinals look like they might be headed for divorce. But here we have Aaron Rodgers I and do. Green Bay, I and they're back. They're back in love again. They're talking about them hanging up and not and not him walking away. They're talking about making him whatever they have to do to that salary cap to keep him in Green Bay for the remainder of his career which is a stark contrast to last year. You remember last year, around the time of the Super Bowl, around the time Tom Brady was hoisting his trophy last year, we heard that Aaron Rodgers was not coming back to Green Bay. He didn't want to talk to the GM anymore. He was upset about how they've been drafting, okay? Mm -hmm. But one year later, almost a year to the day, the news is out now that Rodgers and Green Bay look like they're simpatico. I think I think he fixed that relationship with the coaches and 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 he they saw we saw what they could do this year to the to an extent. Um and I think I mean they're gonna break out all the you know all the stops to get him and keep him there. So why mm-hmm. would I guess? 
If there's been Man, one game. Because but, they're not going to be I, the same team. They got too much over the cap. And I was going to say, I'll tell you that, too much over. So if they do find a way to bring him back, they're definitely not going to be able to keep Devontae Adams and multiple other people. But that's a big loss to their offense. Well, let's talk about the name that's been on Washington Commanders fans' lips uh, for the past three weeks, Russell Wilson. And the possibility, the audacity of hope, the possibility that they could possibly pry him loose from the Seattle Seahawks. Right now, Cody, right now, Tony, in terms of percentages, what are the chances of Russell Wilson trotting out onto FedEx field as the Washington starting quarterback next year? 25%. Okay. I'd, I'd give it, I'd give it 35. Good. Okay. I think it's 50%. I think the wow. W I think Washington has a 50, 50 shot at this guy. Okay. I, I would hope so because I really I mean I know he we weren't on his not trade list, but we also weren't included on his trade list, you know, that he had uh what was it like Denver, New York, and a couple other teams in there with. But uh yeah, I, I think we, we have a shot at getting him. 30, 35. Can, can I ask y'all a question? Can Go I ask you a question? Give me the last team that has won a Super Bowl without an elite-level quarterback? I would say the Ravens, Trent Dilfer. Uh, no, someone did it after him. Joe Flacco, probably. Joe Flacco was elite. Ah, no. He was an eight. He was an eight. You go, see, Cody, you're going to make Bill West get on the show. Bill West going to get you. <laughs> Joe Flacco was not elite. Joe Flacco was elite. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. I, 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 I mean, Brad Johnson. Okay. The O2 Buccaneers. Yeah. I would say Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson, throw them in a bucket. Pull whenever out, they're about the same. Here's the thing: Trent Dilfer was a first round draft pick. Brad Johnson wasn't. Top five pick. Every quarterback right. has been winning the Super Bowl with first round draft picks. Pretty much. Nick Foles. Nick Foles was a, Joe Flacco was the eighth pick. Well, listen. And 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 you hit on it. Uh, you know, all props go out to Matthew Stafford. Great job. Got the made the throws when he had to make them. He 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 and Cooper Cup worked together. And think about it. You know they lose, they lose. ODB. They lose Odell Beckham. Okay. Uh, and hey, get well, Odell. But for them to be able, back? what's that? You don't think they bring him back? Two knee injuries in sixteen months. No. I don't know if you hey, do that. Hey, what you guys couldn't see at home. Beckham doesn't get hurt. Beckham is going to be MVP of that game. Oh, no, he was about to go off. No, he was about he to He was running wide open. Cody, he was running wide open all day. Cincinnati had made it up in their mind that they weren't going to let Cooper Cup beat them. Mm -hmm. And they was giving it to Odell Beckham. And even the two catches he had, he was open. I know receivers say they open all the time. Why? Entire game. Yeah. Hey, DK says we need to run the tape back because he said he picked the Rams uh, on our show at the tailgate. He picked it up. He Rams said, "Roll the tape back." <laughs> no, 
It's easy to pick the Rams late in the year. Nobody picked them in August like I picked them in August. Hey, listen. You know, you know what this tells me, uh, Cody and Tony, as we went through this list? Derek Carr probably staying put. Rodgers probably staying put. You guys put Russell Wilson at no better than a 35% chance of him leaving Seattle, right? You know what that list tells me? Your boy Mitch Trubisky about to make some money because teams like the Steelers, the Broncos, aren't going to get that top-tier quarterback that they thought they were, which means they're going to have to improvise. There's, and, and, the, and the WFT, okay? If they don't get one of these top-tier guys, they're going to have to take a second-tier or third-tier choice. And the big guy making a move to stay – I don't, I don't move think to they stay, will. I think they'll go to the draft if they can't get, get somebody big. Oh, I'm not saying just the WFT. I'm saying some other teams that oh, were quarterback yeah. hungry yeah. are going yeah. to have to pay Mitch Trubisky. They're going to have to pay Mitch Trubisky or even Jameis Wilson coming off a of surgery. They're going to have to pay out some money. They got to. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of teams are going to come That's out some money. So we also talked about the state of coaching in the, uh, in the NFL. And we did talk briefly about some of the hiring, racial practices, and so on and so forth. I did notice something interesting. Did you see who got hired in Houston, Tony? Ted White. Uh, no. Ted White from Howard University. Used to be the quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks Howard ever had, probably the best statistically. And he got a job on the Houston um, Texans staff. It's pretty darn good, wow. Tony. Uh, Tyrone Wheatley is going to be leaving Morgan State and going into the pro ranks as an assistant coach. Running backs. I mean, slowly but surely, we're seeing some guys kind of trickle onto staffs, but you kind of knew that was going to happen after Goodell put out the edict that he did not appreciate how the hiring, uh, you know, how the hiring cycle went this year. Now, don't forget, and most people watching the show, he works for the owners, okay? He doesn't rule the owners. He works for the owners. They hired him. So mm -hmm. we've got all of these problems down in Miami. You've got some issues with the w, the Redskins. I think uh, this he, might be Goodell's last stand, guys. With all those hires in Houston, though, I want to just rewind a bit. I think those are big. Pep Hamilton is is the key over there as offensive coordinator this year. They all, they upgrade him to offensive coordinator and a promotion, and that's huge. Everyone's going to be watching. Everyone's going to be watching what I'm happens in Houston. Big fan of Pep, and I think I think after this year, with what he does this year down there, I think he'll be looking at head coach positions finally. He should. He's known he's known as a guru, QB guru. Yeah, and, you also um, bring him into Washington. Did I agree a hundred percent? They should have. They should have. Absolutely. Because he I would say this quarterback. That's a great segue, Cody. When when the Shanahan's were here and Sean McVay was here, uh Joe Barry was here, uh Matt LaFleur was here, hell, uh McDaniel was here, all of these guys that came here, right? Most of those guys are coaches mm -hmm. now then go out and get more. The next guy up would have been a Pep Hamilton. Get him in here. Yep. Get these young guys in here. Get these new ideas infused and ingrained into your offense mm -hmm. and start doing something, you know, do something different. 
I mean, at, at this point, you know, we've talked a lot about Sean McVay. Hey, look, Sean McVay, Super Bowl uh, champion. Congratulations to him at age 36. Uh, DK asked, where's Leftwich? Yeah, there hasn't been any movement since he denied the Jacksonville gig. No movement. And he shouldn't have taken the Jacksonville gig. No. Because he wasn't going to be able to pick his own staff. And no. there's no there's no point in going there for that. Now, uh, there is that news on Eric Bieniemy that that meeting is going to happen with he and um, Andy Reid to determine his future. His contract is up in Kansas City. Not getting hired on this last cycle. We talked about it on the previous show. Uh, where does Eric Bieniemy go? Stays, and he's the next head coach of Kansas City. Yeah, he's got to stay. They're gonna I, sign I'm just surprised that the Hunt family let it. I'm sorry, Cody. My bad. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. They're, they're going to sign him as an official coach in waiting at this point. I think that's what I think that's what's next. You can hire him as an official coach in waiting, but when Andy Reid does retire or leave the pro leave the franchise, you still have to hire. You still have to look at hires two African American hires outside of your organization. They don't allow coaches in waiting without somebody else getting. In other words, there will be a process, yeah, but so I get, I, I would hope they do that, right? Yeah. Now, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Kansas City. Kansas City's missed the Super Bowl, uh, didn't win the Super Bowl last year, missed making the Super Bowl this year. Uh, you could say that they're regressing. Okay. Just want to pause you real quick, Dave. We have our guest that just joined into the stream. Uh, Excellent. We're at 738. If you're ready, we can bring him on in. Let's bring him in, Mr. Tally. All right, Mr. Tally, bear with me just a sec. We're going to add you to the stream, sir. And you just uh, looks like you got to give permission to your camera. Yeah, he give permission. Yeah, he probably got it all private. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting, outside, sitting outside in the back. Yeah. Well, we feel you. We can hear you. Got you got to get on that iPhone. We can hear him. Yeah. Give him that iPhone and give permission to that camera. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There he is, the man. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Former West Virginia All-American, Buffalo Bills, two-time All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowler, Buffalo Bills, Wall of Fame, and we think future NFL Hall of Famer, Daryl Talley, number 56. Talk to us, Daryl. How you doing, bud? Uh, doing so, doing well, doing well, doing well. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing great, and thanks for joining us on the show. Hey, listen, um, what did you think about the production of the Super Bowl this year? Uh, the Super Bowl being back in uh, back in Los Angeles. What did you think? Well, I thought it was a great job. I mean, being back there was doing a, it's a tremendous job. I, they went off without a hitch. The halftime highlight show was really good. great. Excellent. We're glad you enjoyed it. You know, uh, thanks for taking our boy TK around. You know what I'm saying? He's a live wire, man. <laughs> nah, Tony's a good time, man. He enjoyed He made the game a little more enjoyable. <laughs> so, you know, you've been to a few Super Bowls in your time, okay? Uh, yes. Can you tell our viewers tell and, you know, our, our podcast listeners, tell them what it's like to gear up for a Super Bowl in terms of you getting off the plane and you getting ready to play. What's going through your mind? How are you feeling? What's that like? Well, it's just like a regular game, um, just a little more hype. 
you got everybody in the world watching you during that time. Mm-hmm. And you, you're basically going through your daily routines. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it was great as a young man, you know, watching uh, Buffalo play. Um, now, Buffalo is in a position where they have a potential Super Bowl team there. A lot of young guys. you got that young quarterback. Um, what do you think about the Bills franchise now in terms of the footsteps that you put down for those young guys to walk through? Well, right now, I think they're on the right track. They have a great team defense. They have a great philosophy, and Josh Allen's a tremendous leader for them. Listen, we enjoyed watching that uh, you know, Bills-Kansas City game. Uh, it was one of the best games of the playoffs and what was an amazing playoffs in general. So many great games pretty much every time out. Um, what do you think the Bills need to do to get over the hump? Well, that's just going to be going back out. I mean, they played the butts off this last game. This, I thought they should have won. I mean, it's a tremendously talented football team that can do a lot of things. They can beat you in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just just didn't happen to bounce their way. You know, on the the area that we're in, uh, Daryl, we have a lot of uh, Baltimore Ravens fans out here. So, you know, when the Buffalo, you know, when for the Buffalo Bills to kind of skip over what the Ravens, where the Ravens thought they would be, you know, you get a little of that backbiting and everything. Uh, I mean, well, you got to remember now; those used to be the Baltimore Colts in there. So there, there's a lot of animosity I would say between Colt fans and Bill fans because they played against each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think there would be a lot of that. Now I, I didn't look in I didn't uh look in your media pack before we had you on. Uh Daryl, where do you live? Do you live do you still live in Buffalo or are you down in Florida? No, where I live you in Orla- down in Florida right now, sitting outside in Florida. Down in Orlando. Okay. Hey good move man. You know it's cold <laughs> up in Buffalo as as anyone would know it's definitely you would know. Um, just in general, uh, Cody, what do you have for a Daryl? I, I don't want to just monopolize. I want to get you guys in here too. Yeah, no, no. Uh, well, I was going to say we had, a we had a comment here. Someone was asking if I can pull it up. Where's the Mohawk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DK like said that. that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Daryl, you know, I told you from Virginia Tech. Tell them that Virginia Tech, West Virginia thing, man, how it was. Oh, my God. You're talking about ages ago. And it's the Hatfields and the McCoys. It um, is. If you can believe that. <laughs> yeah. It's the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, Daryl, what I always wanted to tell people, and, and you know, I was straight. I told you. I cheered against you. Actually, for three of those Super Bowls, two of those Super Bowls, because I – because I'm a Cowboy fan. I wanted y'all to beat the Redskins, so I, I cheered against you. <laughs> I cheered for you then in that game because I can't stand the Redskins. Tony, you're a hater. You guys, yeah. you guys for four straight Super Bowls, when Mahomes and them did four straight AFC championships, everybody's giving them credit. But I'm going to tell you, during our lifetime, there will never be a team to go to four straight Super Bowls. Win or lose, well, there will never be a team to do that. Guys. Well, that, that's a that's a good thing, but it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, that it, team it was so loaded. Now, 
we're an NFC, we're basically, you know, we're an NFC town. You know, we got the Washington here. So we're seeing a lot of Dallas. You're seeing a lot of Philadelphia. But if you would turn your channel off of CBS and turn on to NBC, you got to see a lot of Buffalo Bills football. And when you go down the list of dudes that you played with, yourself included, Daryl Talley, you know, Cornelius Bennett, Big Bruce Smith, I mean, Y'all had ballers, man. It was so many great players. And it, it's, uh, you know, what? Andre Reed, you know, Thurman Thomas, Jim oh. Kelly, James Lofton. I mean, God, the wow. list goes on and on and wow. on of great players mm. in that era, right? Well, yeah, we had, we had a loaded team. I mean, we had a team that had a, it wasn't as short as your stars. You know, Marv Levy said once, depth is great until you have to use it. That's his that's a direct <laughs> quote. But let me tell you something. His frontline guys, his frontline players were something else. Well, yeah. we tried to be. Tried. No, you guys succeeded. <laughs> you guys yeah. definitely succeeded. Hey, uh, hey, tell hey, us Go ahead, Dave. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. You good? No, what I wanted to tell you guys, for anyone who's listening right here is so humble that when we talking about hall of fame he still don't want to self-promote for the hall of fame so guess what Daryl? we're going to do it for you we're going to do it six it should be in the okay. hall of fame and this is coming from a person who cheered against them but i respect this game <laughs> because right now the ogs what you did Daryl you man that stuff wearing that number 56 playing that outside backer was beautiful you were the first ones to put those little leggings on with the spider-man thing those jokers were tight they need uh, to bring i just wanted back. to say that <laughs> no it's just the idea that i had to have something to keep me warm man yeah. you know what no, I guess with, smart. With, hold up there in buffalo <laughs> Well, Daryl, you know, I talked to Tony about this. Now, Tony played football. You played football. Um, the cold gear that the kids have and the players have now compared to the cold gear that you guys had to play with, I don't think there's any comparison. These wow. guys today, they don't even look cold out there. Well, they may not, but what we did was I used downhill ski racing stuff, so therefore my things were a little – I think a little bit ahead of the time, ahead of pace, but um, I don't know. Other guys just wore big mama pantyhose, Vaseline, and <laughs> whole know. underwear, man. Sweatpants. Yeah. Anytime I see a game in Buffalo, and I, I, you know, when it's playoff time and there's game played up there, I don't care what's going on. I want it to snow. I want it to snow. I want it to be sleet. I, I want it to be in the elements. I want to see, you know, guys knocking the you-know-what out of each other, even though a lot of it's been legislated out of the game. But for me, just watching a lot of games on television and seeing Buffalo play, and especially during your um, era, Daryl, um, I always wanted it to be just awful weather. <laughs> Sorry about that. Didn't mean to wish that on you. Uh, no, that's fine with me. You know, I, I enjoyed that weather. That was my type of weather to play in. I enjoyed it because when it gets too cold for everybody else, it's just right for me. All right. That's and I used to like to see people's arms get red, slap them on their hands. And they didn't hey. like it. You know, you play with their minds. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. That's wow. great. Now, let, let, let's get some expert analysis from you on the Super Bowl real quick while we still have you. Everyone, we've got, uh, you know, uh, Buffalo Bills linebacker uh, Daryl Talley on the show. And thanks for joining. We are definitely going to talk about the game inside the game. Uh, defending the Los Angeles Rams. What did you think about Cincinnati and their young defense? What did you think how they did? I think they did a good they job. They played exceptionally well. They played exceptionally well. I mean, they defended the whole field. They made them play the whole entire within less of the field. Mm -hmm. um, I think Cincinnati came out and played aggressively up front, and they weren't ready for that. The Rams weren't up at the beginning of the game. What, what I thought was interesting was how well uh, the Cincinnati defense played the run. I thought they played the run extremely, extremely well. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. They did. They came out very aggressive up front. Yeah. And as the game wore on, the Rams started to get their footing. But it, it, it took the Rams until, what, the third quarter, the end of the third quarter, to start actually getting their footing to be able to do something on the field. Mm -hmm. Now, let's like flip. That, that was right after that scrap with Aaron Donald on the sideline. They got them all worked up. Yeah, they might have they might have poked the bear on that one. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> poke the bear every night. Yeah. I think they should have let that bear sleep. <laughs> you know, oh, don't, you know, don't do anything dirty to him. Say, hey, thank you, Mr. Donald. No, yes, sir, Mr. Donald. I'm sorry about that. Did did I get you on that? I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> Can't get up in his face and make him mad. <laughs> Just do what it needs. Hey, you're playing way. football, man. You're not. You know, they're playing touch. Yeah. Playing now, even, touch. even looking at, and, and flipping that around, uh, and Cody alluded to it, that third quarter um, coming out after halftime, um, the Los Angeles Rams really kicked it up on defense. And, uh, Cody, how many sacks was that in the third quarter for the Rams? It must have been something like four. Might have been an, like four to five sacks just in the third quarter alone. Third, and they had eight overall in the game completely, which is insane. So that's it, 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 yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the intensity of the Rams coming out of halftime? Well, I thought they played very well. They were very aggressive up front. Um, they had to turn it up. They had to do something different. Mm -hmm. And what they did was just mix up the defensive front. Mm-hmm. I thought the Bengals got the game. I thought the way that the game was rolling or the way it went, I think the, the Bengals got the type of game they wanted it to be. I don't think they wanted it to be a, a high-flying 44 to 40 type of game. I think they wanted to play that one in the trenches and just kind of keep keep the game tight. Well, if you could keep that game tight, then <laughs> they had a chance anyway. I think that Cincinnati's quarterback is young. He might be the brashest young quarterback out there. I think he's – Proven an awful lot in a short period of time. Uh, if he can stay, if he can stay on his feet, I mean, if they don't protect him, uh, I think I uh, looked at the next gen stats. He was getting rid of the ball, um, everyone within two and a half seconds, and he still got sacked seven or eight times, and must have been pressured at least a half a dozen more. Yeah, I think I think he just got. Uh, I, I want to say it was tied for third overall <laughs> with most sacks in a season as well. So I mean, he's seventy. Yeah, getting hit all year, like 70, 75 or something like that. Yeah, it was. I think it was an even 70. I mean, he's in – I think that if, if you told me that uh, David Carr, Derek's older brother, was the for a former record holder, I wouldn't be shocked. That yeah. poor guy got sacked wow. a lot. Jay Cutler as well. Yep. Oh, Jay Cutler, yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, I felt bad for that guy. So, 
Uh, hey, Daryl, uh, you had, I think it's, I'm looking it up here, 38 and a half sacks. Does that sound right? I didn't, yeah, I didn't take any right. <laughs> Who did you sack the most? Do you remember? I have no. Probably Dan Marino. Oh, <laughs> he got Dan a couple of times. <laughs> We're trying to get Daryl oh, back. We'll get him back in a second. We're trying to get him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get him back. probably sack Dan Marino because that's who he probably played against the most. In the division. Yeah. 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 He probably played against – it was probably – and he probably passed the most. So it's probably Dan. I would guess Dan Marino. If you pull it up, Cody. Probably he, was probably, he probably was the most uh, – long-standing quarterback in that division as well, too. So that's probably I was going to say, I would I would have said somebody like, who would be quarterback in the Jets back then? Oh, Ken O'Brien and those Ken guys. O'Brien. I think he might have got and O'Brien. Boomer, a few times. Was it Boomer? Boomer? Boomer was with the Bengals then, yeah. He probably got Bengals. Boomer quite a few times. Let's We'll ask yeah. him when we get it back on. Right. But, you yeah, got me What's that? Folks, if, if did he come back? Folks, if you nope, don't nope. know, nope. that guy Daryl Talley that we had on was the LT of that generation coming after LT at the same time as LT a little later, but he was the LT of that generation. He just wasn't playing in a big place mm-hmm. like New York, New York. He played yeah, New Buffalo, York, but Buffalo, New York is a small market. They it's a smaller market. market. Yeah. Small market. Buffalo, so, they are now. He was as solid as it can get, baby, number 56. Solid hey, as listen, it can get. Mm. I'm going to tell you what. One of my favorite, when, you know, when I go on my business trips, one of my favorite places to eat pizza is in Buffalo. It's a place called La Nova, Pizza and Wings. Man, the food is so good up there, man. They make laptops, I mean, too. Can, huh? They make laptops, too. You can get one from there. <laughs> really? <laughs> Look, I, this is a Lenovo laptop we're running off of. That's hilarious. Not Lenovo. Lenovo. Hey, texters. Hey, anybody uh, on the podcast that are texters, I know we've got DK on here. Shoot us a question for Daryl Talley. We'll try to get it on the show, okay? Wonder where Bill West is today. I'm shocked Bill West hasn't come on here. We need to, we, hey, we're going to try to get our uh, insiders on within the next couple of weeks. Get our insiders on so they can recap their seasons and give us how they felt. That they hey. Now, I'm telling you, the only overachiever out of all our groups, Philly, Philadelphia Eagles, Philly, the overachiever. We clowned, we clowned our Philly insider pretty bad, man. We, <laughs> we, we owe him an apology. We treated him pretty bad. I, I owe him an apology. I'll make sure we get that off the yeah. top. Yeah. Hey, listen. That man an apology. And as much as I like Jalen Hurts, I think he's a backup quarterback in this league. I think if they get a quarterback, I think they're good. Why do you? Why do you? Why, do you, why does everyone keep saying that? The kid has not had a fair shot here, and and the and the only shot that he's had, he's made the playoffs basically, or damn near. I mean, he was he's made game. the playoffs. Um, I just don't think he can get them to that next level, that next cut, to where they can win a playoff game or two. That's the next frontier. You don't think don't he's going to be developed at all? I think he misses too many throws. Just I think that's a matter of coaching. I think development. Yeah. Oh, development. I'm not saying it's his fault. Yeah. I just think that what's going to happen is they're going to move on from him. I think that's what's going to happen next. And, you know, to Cody, we didn't talk about 
another former Philadelphia quarterback. Um, what's going on in Indianapolis uh, with Carson Wentz? Uh, the word on the street is uh, they're going to make a move and get him up out of there. Yep. And who would take him? He's damaged goods. But and see that they they feel like they still owe him money as well. Uh, a lot of it. It's like thirty yeah. some odd million, some something ridiculous. So it's like thirty. People don't care million. about no money. I've said from the start that kid, the, the kid isn't all that great, and I think that big injury that he took early on really messed him up mentally, and he's scared to get hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I DK says he take him in Washington, and hell no. Oh hell. no, 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 no. no. DK, no, I would let him go to Washington. Oh, stop it! Tony. You, might, you might as well sell the bus if that's what happens. No, that's terrible. The no, worst that's, that we could do. He, is DK, he cannot play here. You're better. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who Dallas fans. I'll tell you who Dallas fans don't want to see. Dallas fans do not want to see Kyler Murray in a Washington uniform. Oh my gosh, that'd be. That'd be the best thing that could happen to our franchise this offseason because that's what we need. We need someone to get up out of that pocket and extend a play with our speedster wide receivers and who can get the ball downfield. And then just like you said, Dave, Dallas would hate it because the kid is undefeated at AT AT&T. Yeah, he ain't going to lose there. He ain't going to lose there. How much is he going to – Cody, use the crystal ball. How much is he going to cost? I'd give him $48 million a year. Oh! Right now, forty-eight million. <laughs> that's, that's an exaggeration. That's an exaggeration. Okay, okay. You'd have to would trade. You, would you give him Derek Carr money? Would He's you give a, him Derek Carr money? Thirty-eight million. Yeah, I'd give him thirty-eight all day, but all day long. Sign a check. I'd give him forty. Honestly, you know what? Speaking, I'd give him forty. He should have stayed. He he did the right sport. We got our guest back in here. Let's bring him back. Let's in. bring him back in. Daryl Talley Hello. is back on the TD Report. Welcome back, Daryl. Yeah. yeah. How are you guys doing, man? Sorry uh, about that. Before you oh, guys no, had no problem. disadvantage. Hey, who did you sack? Do you know who you sacked the most? No, have no idea. Yeah. I we, said we, Dan Marino. We think it's Dan Marino. We think you got after Dan a bit. I probably hit, I probably hit Dan Marino more times than anybody else, but yeah. <laughs> we consider playing against somebody since... 1979 until 1983, 93, rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about uh, 1979? Boomer. How about Boomer Esiason? He's a local quarterback. I hit him, I hit him a few times, too. I got a chance to chase Boomer around. Uh, he hit Frank Reich as well. Yeah, Another Maryland guy. <laughs> Another University of Maryland guy. He just terrorizing yeah. Maryland quarterbacks in the, in the league. The associate well, football they were, the, they were the close people to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, so tell us what it was like playing with Bruce Smith on that fun. D line right there. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, you could you could do just about anything you wanted because Bruce was as fast as a lot of um, linebackers, and he did move fast. I mean, he did some incredible things on the field that I personally <laughs> got to see, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Is yeah, I, I kind of thought so. Is Bruce Smith the best three-four defensive end ever? Numbers tell you that. I think he and is, guys. Yeah. In a three, I'm just talking about the three-four. I think he might be the yeah. best three-four defensive end ever. 
Wow. And every now and then, I'd didn't say that... this. Let's put it this way. I know I'm partial. Oh, oh hey. I haven't, I... Seen, I haven't seen anybody do the things that he's done. Not at that deep, not at the end. Not at, not at the end out of a 3-4. I mean, you guys, a guy like you, Daryl, you could have played in a 3-4 or a 4-3. It didn't matter. You're a football player. You, you see what I'm saying? And you would have been great. It didn't matter. But every now and then you see the uh, extra specialization of guys now where they'll say, well, this guy can't play in a 3-4. This guy can only play in a 4-3. He's not an end. He's not a t- He's not an end. He's not a tackle. He's an outside linebacker. You see that a lot with guys like, you know, T.J. Watt or even a guy like Micah Parsons. Is he an end? Is he a linebacker? Right. Right. Is he a safety? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's the, the it, I think this era now has gotten so specialized, you know, where oh, guys well. are coming in the league and they're pigeonholed. But give me a guy that can play football. And then That's, the right coaching staff around them to get the guys and get them lined up in the right place where they can help the team the most. That's exactly what you want. You want football players. You don't want just robots. And as I used to call them, we don't want any test dummies. We just want football players. Right. Hey, Dar, can I ask you this? What is it like watching the NFL now and seeing every offense run your offense from back in the day? <laughs> yes. They run your offense. Pretty much. <laughs> Funny. Funny. And I'm sitting there. I sit there sometimes and we, we have a group text with all of us that we constantly oh, wow. talk to each other doing football games and stuff like that. And we do it for everyday life shit too. So it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. We just laugh. It's funny. I mean, it's like us playing in practice every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you see, you've seen all the route combinations. You've seen that offense. They ran that to a T back then. Yeah, well, basically, yes. They It's the same type of offense. The only thing is they're adding more motion to it. They're adding motion to it to play with, play with the linebackers' eyes mm-hmm. and the safeties. Right, pull double teams. So, yeah, that, hey, man. I tell you, I was at the Super Bowl, your first Super Bowl, 25 in Tampa and I told everybody I have a buddy on the Giants you guys should have won that game you know, that was, that was a great should have could have would have you know yeah. you, you know you can't they say you can't crowd for spilled milk yeah. that was the game that was a game when Whitney Houston sang the uh, national anthem yes yes yeah yes and I brought that game up to Daryl and I said what did you guys say to Norwood and he told me if it weren't for Norwood, we wouldn't have been here. Now you're talking about thirty something years later. This man is still teammates, a great teammate. He did not throw his teammate under the bus. That's man. That's character, Why? man. I respect it. Yeah, yeah. Daryl was the one that Why? wanted. Uh, Daryl wanted uh, Norwood to be in the um, Wall of Fame in Buffalo, and was very vocal about it. And, you know, it takes a big man to do that, you know, and I always respected that. You know, I, you know, I, I thought that was really cool, man. You know, you're a good dude, D. We appreciate you, you man. You stand up for your guys, man. You stand up for your guys. You go to war for them. They went to yep. war for you when you were there. So you, you have their back. Yep. So how often do you get back to West Virginia to check those guys out? Do you ever get back or? I get back every now and then. I've been back a few times this year, so. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be some interesting things coming out of there soon. Okay. I'm not saying anything. 
Uh oh. All right. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, you know what, baby? Even though y'all beat us last year, we owe y'all. <laughs> we, we owe y'all, man. Y'all got hey, our man. trophy up there. As, you know how they say, long as we, long as I owe you, you'll never be broke. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. It was good having you, man. Hey, we, we appreciate it, you being on the show, Daryl. No great problem. segments, man, and great uh, great insight. And, you know, thanks for just kind of taking us inside a little bit. You know, we don't always get that on the show. We definitely, definitely appreciate you. And we're going to be banging the drum for you, my man. We're going to get you that jacket. All right. Well, you guys take it easy. Have fun. All the okay. fame. Thanks a lot. We're going to be right there on the floor when you go. Yes, sir. Boy. All right. Talk to you. Daryl Talley, ladies and right. gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks for joining us, Daryl. Here on the TD Report future Hall of Famer, Daryl Talley. We, he's going to make it, man. It's that guy. Listen, the energy around him, he's just easy to interview uh, and has some – I think he might have held back a little bit, but when he talked about who he got to hit, he said, yeah, yeah. I think I hit that guy a few times. Yeah. I think he back a little bit. I think he put something on some folks. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Boomer – you know what? We need to get Boomer Esiason on the show and ask him, you know, how hard Daryl Talley hit him a few times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, Cody, you need to get this show so I can text it to him. Please. Uh, I it's going to be posted everywhere. I'll send it to uh, you through Spotify and everything else. So. Can you send yeah, it to send me, it too? Send it to me a text. Absolutely. Yeah. So I Appreciate can text you. it to him on his phone. Okay. He's, a fun, he's, a, he's a good dude, man. You know, yeah, um, you know, Tony, you know, as we get ready to close the show a little bit, I didn't want to leave without talking about, um, uh, uh, you know, a great uh, D.C. player. We got to talk a little bit about Ryan Zimmerman, who announced his retirement today uh, from Major League Baseball. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, uh, he was the first Nationals draft pick because the Nationals, as everyone knows, were the Expos. But he was the first pick that the Nationals franchise picked when they came to Washington. And uh, let me see. Let's go. Let's open up the uh, Zimmerman file. Um, first pick in the 2005 draft out of Virginia. UVA, UVA baby. First, uh, you know, uh, you know the first pick is he's fourth overall. The team had moved from Montreal to Washington. He's going to retire as the Nationals' um, all-time leader in career games, runs, hits, total bases, doubles, home runs. And RBIs. He is the franchise. It's safe, to say, it's safe to say that he's Mr. National. He is. I've I've heard him called either Mr. National or Captain America. So Whichever one you. They're both very good names. He is going to have his Captain statue. They're going to put his statue out front of Nats Park. I can guarantee you that. Guaranteed. So, he helped us win our first World Championship, 2019. He hit the first World Series home run in Nats history. He also hit the first uh, walk-off uh, home run in Nats history at the new Nats at the then new Nats Park. All right. Uh, according to this, this is from the team owner Mark Lerner. I'm going to quote him: "Ryan will forever be Mr. National, from walk-off home runs to carrying the World Series trophy down Constitution Avenue to the final day of the 2021 regular season." Uh, you know, when our fans, you know, gave us a standing ovation as we walked off the field. None of us will ever forget Ryan. He gave us 17 years of amazing memories. 
That's from the team owner. Um, he's won a gold glove. He's been an all-star. He's won a silver slugger. He's been the uh, comeback player of the year award. There's a lot of stuff. He's done virtually everything in baseball you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to that, we are going to sign off and we're going to thank uh, Ryan Zimmerman for a great career here in Washington. There'll never be anyone like him. And we want to thank our guest, uh, Daryl Talley uh, of the Buffalo Bills and uh, West Virginia University. Definitely really cool to have him on the show. Daryl, you can come back anytime you want, brother. Come on anytime. through. Anytime. Yep. Uh, we're going to be back. Uh, we're going to be back on Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure which. Thursday. We'll let you guys know. You want to yeah, do Thursday? Thursday? 7 p.m. Yep, Thursday, 7 p.m. We'll be back on Thursday. Hopefully, we'll have some moves on some of these quarterbacks, but it's it's kind of early. Yeah, but we're going to talk about that mock. We're, yeah, I'll say we'll talk. We'll touch in on the mock on Thursday. But as next week, next Thursday, I'll have my first uh, mock draft ready, so we can go over that next week. Excellent. Appreciate oh, you, Cody. We're going to sign it off from here on the TD Report. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Take care.